what's up everybody Devin patterson blue tail bow hunting podcast um if you're listening to this then you're getting ready to listen to our first ever episode um it's already been recorded we're actually waiting on poland to get here and start number two we want to get a couple recorded for you guys before we start dropping it but um something that i do want to address before you listen to this first episode um first of all uh we whenever we sat down and recorded this the first time uh, or it was the first time that we had had everything hooked up we were just kind of testing everything and just messing around and we just actually kind of rolled into the intro and ended up pumping out what you're about to listen to so we had no um no indication that we were actually going to use that as a podcast <clears throat> so i actually the, other than the first two two and a half minutes that i had to cut out because it was a little silly um that's just straight raw who we are um and we we all got done with it and felt like it was pretty good so a couple of things with that i, I want to address and apologize right away um first of all it, it starts out slow and we're kind of silly like i said we didn't realize that we were going to actually use it um Another thing, we were moving our mics around quite a bit, not knowing it. We don't hear it on the headphones, but when I would go back to listen to it, you can hear multiple times where it kind of messes with the audio. So I apologize for that. Just stick with us on that. Um, We're only going to get better. Obviously, it's going to be trial and error. So uh, apologize for that. Apologize for Poland's laugh. Jesus, we... It's obnoxious. Yeah, we need to talk to him about that. Um, And then also, um, I know it kind of sounds like we're sitting in a bathroom recording. Unfortunately, a couple of weeks before we got all this podcast stuff in, my basement flooded and that's where our studio is. So if it sounds like we're recording in a completely empty concrete room, it's because we are. Um, So that, that will change um once we get everything rolling again with contractors and stuff and then we're gonna work on soundproof in this studio a little bit better because we're all i think i can speak for everybody or all three of us that if we're going to release a product we don't want it to be shit product so we want to bring you guys um good sounding stuff so like i said um we're just starting out we had a blast doing it um we we're only going to get better hopefully and we don't really care if, if the three of you that probably are listening to this are going to continue to listen <laughs> i mean we do we appreciate the support but we're going to do it regardless so um other than that a uh, little bit of a warning you heard me say the shit word so yes we all three of us are cops but what you're going to listen to or if you continue to listen to this um after this warning then perfect but realize that that we're just we're normal human beings um even though we are law enforcement we're also we're not some crazy extraterrestrial species that um is different from you and and the average joe we cuss we we're sitting here drinking some whiskey like we're normal people so that's another uh another thing we really wanted to get out with this podcast is just to show people that cops are normal so you got anything you want to add before yeah the only thing i was gonna say was uh we had a little, and it wasn't much. We had a little bit of dead air, like we talked about. We did, and we're gonna. I mean, and we're, we're probably gonna have more of that. Uh, hopefully, we can eliminate the majority of it. But uh, like, like Devin said, just kind of stick with us, and uh, you know, we're gonna try and 
hopefully get better uh, each time we do one of these. Yeah, good point. There is a couple parts and I even address it. But again, we didn't realize that we were, especially Poland. He left early and then he texts us like a couple of days later and was like, so we're using that as our first podcast. And we're like, man, it sounded good. So um, and then lastly, I knew I would forget one. Um, you also hear cell phones. Um, yeah. Again, we did not realize that we were recording and we we're going to use that. So. I had my cell phone, you hear it ding, and I even say something out loud. And then, so you would think that like, if I were one of the other two people and I heard somebody else's cell phone go off, I would check my cell phone to make sure that that doesn't happen because it sounds like shit. Mine, mine was on vibrate. Yours was on vibrate. Poland's went off like five minutes later <laughs> yeah. and it, it sounded like a damn earthquake. So shout out T-Po. But um, we appreciate you listening to us, giving us a, a try. If you don't like it, it is what it is. We are who we are. We're not going to change. Um yeah, hopefully you stick with us. You, um, If you're listening to this, and then at one point, maybe we can call you an OG many, many episodes <laughs> down the road. Um, but yeah, grow with us, stick with us, give us a chance. Uh, I think you'll you'll enjoy it because we definitely are. So, And then close out on? Uh, we're getting close to season. Getting close to season. So. Yep. We'll All right. on that a little yep. later. Yep. yep, first episode's about to drop. You're getting ready to hear that. So uh, sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Blue Tail Bowhunters Podcast. God, that gets me hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first episode ever. Double zero one. Hopefully we get into the triple digits at some point. God damn. Yeah. Double zero. Double zero one. <laughs> Should we say triple zero one? Will we do it that long? Whew. Hopefully. Anyways, this is your hosts. One of the hosts. <laughs> Devin Patterson. <laughs> Joined in this bitch. I can't be saying all that, but. Join in here. Why not? What you want, man? Got uh, I'm gonna have a hard good buddy, passive. good buddy across from me, Tyler Poland. Tyler, <laughs> what's happening? Next to him, the kind of guy or the guy we kind of like, Clint Lawrence. Clint, what's up? Hey, K, pretty are, boy. <laughs> pretty boy. He's a good looking one out of the group. He got the teeth. Anyways, we are the Blue Tail Bow Hunters. We'll start off, I guess, with. Uh, the the name right yeah blue tail yeah. bowhunting um following the the lines of the thin blue line we're all police officers um each in our own different little aspect we are on the same police department uh, central illinois we got uh, myself patrol and uh, canine handler uh, pulling go ahead I don't know what all you do, so you should know what all I do. <laughs> he sits in report writing for <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. down by COVID. Yeah, parking lot duty. Um, basically, just patrol, uh, SWAT member, all nine yards, right. couple years. So you kick indoors, you do the fun shit. Yeah, yeah, cool stuff. So, how long you been on? I think about three years now. Three years. Three rookie. Damn, the rookie. You've been three already for you. Yeah, you're what four or five? Four. Clint, talk a little bit about your four years. Um, was patrol? He was my shadow for a couple of years. Yeah, we worked the same <laughs> shift. He, he gets a big head when he talks too much about you know what you learn uh, by watching and, and tagging along. So we won't get into that. But uh, work patrol, and then uh, May of nineteen went into the task force. So I'm. Temporarily on assignment with the Central Illinois Task Force, we're just a uh, a plain cut clothes narcotic uh, unit, dope unit. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, we, I don't know if we can do that either. Yeah, I don't know. Hodgman's yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> if, if we mess around and get the Hodgman's to listen to this, hey, I'll invite you to my house. I'll have my girlfriend make me some sweet sugar walls. <laughs> sugar I mean, walls. Some what? Good food. They'll be knocking on the door here in two minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Busting nuts. Fuck around and find out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, yep. And I've been on for, ooh, what? A little over five years now. Um, I'm the seasoned vet out of this group. So, still a rookie, though. Uh, I'm working a dog. I've had a dog for several years. Um, My opinion, the best uh, best part of the job. But again, I've only been on for five years. I haven't done all. Fun stuff, SWAT and task force, but um, everybody else I talk to that's a canine handler says it's the best too. So one thing that that bow hunting has helped us do is, is not only come together uh, better as friends, um, but also gives us, um, I guess, an, an escape from what can be a, a stressful job. Um, you hear a lot of a lot of statistics and shit about uh, law enforcement having the highest rate of suicide and divorce rate and all that. And I don't care about divorce, but suicide things pretty, pretty alarming to me. I mean, that's what it is. But the, sui- the suicide rate, Sorry, something honey. that, uh, <clears throat> Hey, you gotta, gotta say it. Um, we, I like to point out what's important. What's important to me is, is, uh, <clears throat> knocking down that number of suicide rate. Um, we also see shit that, that, is really hard for the human brain to comprehend and, and handle. So I found personally that um, bow hunting, which I've just taken up in the last three years, um, has really helped me out in a mental aspect of, of getting that reset and getting away from everything. And then also um, everything's going on social media right now. So uh, you guys agree? We all in agreement there. 100%. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I mean, it's not just one thing it's like we all go to the gym and we do our thing there kind of helps but hunting's extremely similar that you get out you get away get in your own mind do your thing and, and take care of business and gives you something else to do to kind of get away from the job you're and losing else. all your hair i am losing my <laughs> hair but i was probably losing that long before this job too <laughs> So, yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the, the gym thing. I mean, that's also another thing that, that I have found, and I know that you guys have as well, as uh, something that's, I guess, of a, an escape. It gives you those, you know, that endorphin release people talk about. Um, it's a way to relieve stress. But this year's brought on the whole COVID bullshit, and it was really hard there for a little while to get into a gym. Um, everything was closed down. We were fortunate enough to have a gym um, at the PD, but it, it, I think I'll say – for the rest of us, um, it, it just wasn't the same. Um, so yeah, I mean, hunting's another way, you know, they closed down the, um, public land stuff. Even here, we got uh, Lake Shelbyville nearby, ton of public land over there and they, they shut it down and said nobody could go out there. But, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, uh, endorsing rule breaking or anything, but I'll be damned <laughs> if I didn't take my ass out there and walk the woods. I'm not going to find COVID out in the middle of the woods. Nah, yeah. What the hell with it? Went mushroom out and everything else. I mean, do we? They want you to social times, distance. Man. I mean, that's yeah. that's the best way. You there, know? I, I didn't see one person. Yeah, exactly. I go to Walmart and there's freaking 300 people still. <laughs> I didn't see a single mushroom either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I still haven't tried any. You didn't give me any. Yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah, um, 
definitely something that we we share and it's grown our relationships and uh, helped help the mental health aspect. Um, it's hard to find find things to take your mind off of some of the things that we do deal with. Um, so sitting in the woods and, and it's not, the good thing is, and another thing I want to touch on is um, something that I've learned here recently is that hunting season is not, especially whitetail deer season um, is not October one till I don't even know. Mid January. Mid January. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, a January fifteenth, something right. like that, typically. And that's what I used to think it was before yeah. I I learned it, before I started listening to podcasts and and other stuff like that. I mean, now I'm seeing you can do stuff year round, whether it's shooting your bow, pulling's big on 3D shoots. Um, he finally got me into one. Talked me into going to one last week. I think you're gonna do it some more too. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Um, fucked up on the last one, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i mean it, that was yeah. cool that's an aspect of it that you know you're still honing your skills as far as shooting um and then just getting scouting getting food plots all that all that good stuff so i'd say the majority of your time preparation hunting is is prep yeah right. i mean it, it, october one through you know mid-january is <laughs> i mean although it's it's intense. Oh, yeah. uh, it's actually a little bit more chill and relaxed yeah, right. than, you than the off it. season yeah yeah, yeah. I agree. You're out there sweating your ass off oh, and, man. you know, poison of all different right. sorts and yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, the goddamn spiders spinning your stick around in the hair to oh, yeah. get all the them things on you. Gotta, <laughs> that's another thing I learned this year, man. I did all this scouting and I'm like, damn, I'm just getting nailed with spiders. Getting them shoulders. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm going to pick up this stick and just wave it in front of me like an idiot. Yeah. Hey, it worked. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's another thing that, that I've learned um, just by – like I said, listening to podcasts and, and getting out and that, like you said, that's where all the hard work comes in and that stuff pays off. And then, you know, to see that aspect and then see the the public land as- aspects that uh, we're kind of taking on some of us, at least um, <laughs> scouting and stuff like that. I mean, we got rules. We can't go, go in there and start piling up timber and, and plant stuff. So that's another way to adapt and, and become a better hunter. And so it's definitely something that can, can be year round, um, which obviously, goes into the therapy or whatever you want to call it as far as uh helping us escape from from the bullshit so so um something i do want to touch on and i i don't know i don't want to sound like a freaking girl um but something that's helped me learn all this shit is listening to podcasts i think i've said that already um I, i i feel like i do need to at least uh touch base on on one podcast that's really helped me and it's a working class bow hunter podcast if you are listening to this and you think that you're going to learn anything about deer hunting it's probably not going to happen <laughs> probably, I, I, I still don't i still don't know what the hell i'm doing yeah you know it's i a work in progress it is yeah. and and i mean you guys have been hunting a lot longer than me um i hunted a little bit in high school but it wasn't really hunting and then turned now the last three years, which that was ten years off. You get thank you, boy. He got you back. Yeah, Glenn got me back. I in tried for years. Did. He kept saying, "If it doesn't go bang, I don't want nothing to do with it." I'm like, I thought me? that was cool. Then I really, like, right. I was like, it's a word these, for word what he said. <laughs> I was planning on buying all these guns, and I'm like, man, you know, I'm okay with spending money on buying the gun, but it's like every time I go out, I gotta spend more money to shoot the damn thing. Yeah, so. I got three damn bows and whatever else uh, maybe it was my inner obsessive uh, obsessiveness it was like this is probably not a, a wise financial decision during this time of your life where you're 
trying to do student loans, but whatever. I got back into it, but it's only been, this will be my third season. So I still don't know what in the hell I'm doing. So, you know, you got Clint, when did you start? the same boat. I mean, I was thinking about that on the way out here. I think I, I think it was probably 06, 07. So when you started? That's when I started. Oh, you didn't start as a kid? No. See, my, 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 we were, my dad was a big, uh, well, when I was very young, uh, too young to hunt. Dad was into bow hunting and stuff. Got out of it before I ever got to an age where I could actually do it. Uh, and we were kind of more of a fishing type of thing. You know, we go on fishing trips every year One and of stuff those like guys. that. Yeah. <laughs> One of those guys. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was it wasn't until after I graduated college and, and came back to this area that uh, I got into it with a couple other buddies. So how old? Uh, 22, 23? Yeah, right around there. So that's pretty, I mean, no, I'm not somewhere. I didn't start police until... I think I heard so I was 23. Yeah. I'm fucking 29 now, so I can just subtract. So <laughs> 26 when I started deer hunting. So, um, yeah, but I, I still, I've made more mistakes and, and I can never count. Um, I don't even want to get into that. Two two years of hunting, I've, I've made a lot. So, yeah, we can tell you what not to do. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, uh, next to that, we got Poland, who's a, a trophy hunter who hasn't shot his bow in the woods in 10, what, 10 years? Yeah, I think the last one was 2010. 10. My goal always was get one bigger than the year before, yeah. and it's been 10 years. So, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong now, um, maybe doing this and, and maybe a little bit of my obsession um, has probably sparked you to hunt a little bit harder here on out. Oh yeah. I've changed my whole setup. I've, you know, gotten more mobile out there more often. You got a new bow. I'm trying to compete with everybody here. Oh but, yeah. Um, so, so you've been hunting for how many years? Probably let's say 15. I don't think I actually started getting to go out and hunt with my dad until I was about 14, almost 15. Okay. So, but you know, shooting a bow since I was three or four. Right. So, so I've been deer hunting for what fifteen years. About. Yeah. And took probably three years off there when I was in the old factory there. Didn't yeah. get much time, but but now the spark the spark's been relit. <clears throat> you can thank me for that, maybe. I don't know. I'm I get a little obsessive over stuff, and I think that to our job here. Yeah, and that too, and, and that's where you get away. It than is working five six <laughs> days a week. You make, and I was telling somebody else. Um, about this and this was before all the the big stuff on facebook with the the videos that have gone viral this was like main uh you know covid stuff but this absolutely applies even more but i'm i i tend to find more reasons to go out into the woods whereas if not as much was going on not as much stress was going on i may like i'll i'll get some stuff done around the house or something like that and then it's like covid hit and there's some added stress and 2020 and has been a little bit different of a year for me individually, um, other than COVID and, and the police brutality stuff that's going on. Um, so I was finding every reason I could. I mean, whether it was to cut one damn branch away from a camera that I had hanging because it was in the way of a picture, normally I probably would have stayed out. But um, this has been a little bit different, and, and I've been finding every reason I can to to get away and, and to get in the woods. So. 2020 has been been a hell of a year mm-hmm. unfortunately while we're on the job we're really limited on what we can do um and for three guys that are fast-paced that can't sit still and want to go out and chase criminals it's has been a hell of a time 
being told that you can't do that. So you have to, you either drive around and see a lot of, a lot of criminals and well, not criminals, but possibly criminals. Um, see a lot of things that you want to look into. <laughs> Let's hope the dirtbags aren't listening. Yeah. Well, they, they probably aren't. And if they no, are, it, the, secrets, no the secret's already out. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a damn shit show. And, and we, unless it's super crazy, we, we can't get out and do anything. So well, I guess into the task force and can't do Well, you guys got, you, <laughs> yeah, we, we got shut down for a while. You know, so we're not shut down at the moment, but and so you can't do much without our assistance. Yeah. Well, I got to go ahead and the green light. <laughs> and if I need your assistance, really? can, we can pull the trigger. Yes. Yeah. Do that. So, but we have, we have this morning. It, it gave us time to, come together brain wise and, and figure out this and what, and what we want to do in a direction we want to go on. It made us all start thinking about, uh, you know, what would we do if we, we weren't cops? Cause shit's getting kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I never have had a backup plan before this. And not that this is a solid backup yeah. plan. Not like we're going to make anything, but I mean, you never know. I think we all wanted, we've all wanted to get into the hunting industry. Even when I was in high school, sitting in a ground blind that, had been there for 30 years and like two deer walked by it. Even then I thought about how cool it would be to get in the industry. And and at that point, I think, um, that's 2008, 2009. I think, um, a lot of filming hunts was getting big and, um, that, that was something that I always thought about doing and God, it's going to be a shit show even if we try. And I know that's a very competitive, um, aspect with a low success rate, but I think we're, we're willing to try it just because it's free and it's fun and it's something else added in. I mean, it's not going to cost us anything. The memory of nothing right. else, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, but we've all, I, I, I think I can speak for all of us whenever I said it, we've always had some kind of thought about getting into a hunting industry even before we ever even thought about doing any of this. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind right. of like a dream, I think, for yeah. a lot of people that are passionate getting about Getting to go to, so. to ATA and, yeah, and those big shows. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, now we got the Illinois Deer and Beer has restarted in the last couple of years and it's only going to grow, hopefully. Um, being able to go in there and, and not only be able to see new products and all that other good stuff, but meet the people that we're really going to learn from, um, sit down with, sit down and talk to, to the people that have been doing this a lot longer than us and that, that do know how to bow hunt and uh, a lot better than us and, and killers, quote unquote. Um, those are the, that's, those are the memories I, I really look forward to, to making. And obviously, you know, without being in the quote unquote industry, it's really hard to do that. So I think that's another, another reason why we really, uh, really did want to start all of this. So, and then the other kind of back to the mental health aspect of it, I think we're all in agreement as well. Um, you know, we want to help people out. The reason we became cops is because we wanted to help people out. Um, we, we have a certain set of skills, I believe, whether it's social or whatever you want to call it, um, that we all felt like, like we can make a difference. And if we make a difference in one person's life, I feel like we, you know, we our, our, our careers have been made, Absolutely. you know, cause it's hard to help people. Um, especially, people that are going through mental health, um, you know, issues. And that includes people that we work with. Um, so I wanted, you know, and I think we all are again in agreement here that we wanted to create something to possibly help out. So, you know, for whatever dumb reason you're listening to us, <laughs> you sorry, some bitches. Um, if you are struggling mentally, um, whether you're uh, a cop, you're a vet, you're just average Joe, you know, I, unfortunately, when I say vet, like I, the, the problem with that mental health and, and military is that I wasn't in the military. None of us were. No. So it's hard to really 
we will never be able to say, I understand what you're going through. Um, but I know we'll all be there if somebody wants to reach out to us and they just need to understand that we're, we're not going to be able to really relate to them on that aspect, but we can relate to them on a mental health aspect. And then, you know, so that leads me into to law enforcement officers. You know, if your first responder doesn't even have to be law enforcement, but you're a first responder and you reach out to us, like we have no problem, you know, entertaining, quote unquote, entertaining, you know, you reach out to us if you're having an issue. Um, if it's just a simple phone call, even um, I know we'll all do whatever we can to take time out of our days to help you out. And then, you know, me personally, I, I, I feel like this is a hard part for me because I, I want to be selfish and I want to, because I am still learning how to bow hunt and I'm loving every second of it. And I can't, I, I every second I can get in the, into the woods, I, I'm going to take advantage of. So part of me wants to be that, that quote unquote lone wolf and do it by myself. But at the same time, like it is open invitation. If you've never even bow hunted or you have kind of bow hunted and, and you're going through some mental health stuff, and you just want to try it. I got two stands. Uh, I'll take you. We got public land. We can go freaking walk, climb a tree. You can sit with me, see how it is. If it's your thing, man, fucking awesome. I changed your life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in on that oh, too. Yeah. I mean, I got I got uh, a nice little chunk of public ground. Um, or I'm sorry, private ground. Public, 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 public as well. Yeah, but, all over uh, your backyard. It's my mean. backyard. Yeah, but uh, private <laughs> you, ground, and uh, I have you know a number of opportunities places for uh someone to tag along if need be so oh yeah i could always to. use somebody uh sitting in the boat to somebody, back that thing off the somebody trailer with or us or fuck us. <laughs> yeah. i mean you know it's always better to have somebody there that, that sees it so but yeah i mean if 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 you uh if it changes the life man i think like i said we all got into law enforcement to to, to try to change lives for the better and and so that's why we wanted to create another aspect of that because you know when we're on the job there's only so much we can do um basically call an ambulance and send you to the hospital. And it's like, damn, I wish I could really help that person out more, but it's hard to do. So this is another aspect or another Avenue, I guess that we could try to take if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And maybe we go from there and, and try to help you in a different way. Um, you know, we all, like I said, have been in the gym a lot. That helps us a lot. Um, you know, there, there's just other avenues to, to do it, but we wanted to provide one that, that I don't know of anybody else doing, you know, I, I've never heard of anybody saying, Hey, I, I bow hunt. And if you're struggling with depression or anything like that, come on out. It, it's helped me, you know? So that's been a big one. Um, and vets as well, man, that's huge. Utmost respect. Love everything um, that you men and women have done. <laughs> How do I not comment on that? That's uh, to see who it is. Oh, that kid, I tell you what. I, dude, I saw, I think I'm pretty sure I saw him riding with old boy. Um, it's working on the house across the way. Really? Oh yeah, it's a weird. I I no, I can't. I think it was yeah. him. Um, off topic. Yeah, police, yeah, police, police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and something else I kind of really wanted to touch on. Um, and I was thinking about the other day, and this has to do with vets. And I need to do more research into this, but you see all over social media how um, taking a video of yourself doing twenty-two push-ups every day for twenty-two days or something is supposed to wear, raise awareness. <laughs> And that may be, it may be doing a great thing, but for me, it's, it, I, I'm just watching somebody do 22 pushups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how are you making a difference? Yeah. And, and maybe it is, you know, maybe people are donating money or whatever, but why is the number still 22 if it's working? Yeah. Why hasn't it gone up? Why hasn't it been uh, every 23 mm-hmm. seconds, every 24, 24 days, you know, why has it not been going up? Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, we we all three can uh, pull them out and be able to do 22 push-ups. But. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I, can, all... I, can, I can bang out 50, 75 right now. There you go. Like. Let's see it. So, <laughs> so you know, we, we're all fit guys that can, that can do 22 push-ups every day for 22 days. But do we really feel like whenever we got off the floor that we made a difference in somebody's life? And I think the answer is no. No, I, I wouldn't feel like I'm doing anybody any service by just doing 22 push-ups. And, and putting a video on Facebook about it. Yeah. That, and, and and that's no dig to the, the foundation and what they're doing. Like I said, they I need to do more research on it. Maybe they are making big big changes. Um but me personally, man, I, I want to reach out and I want to I want to change lives. You know, I want to be able to see it. Um, yeah, I agree. Well, I don't know enough about it to know what they're really doing. I, and I don't. But I don't feel doing twenty-two push-ups right. a day is just. I agree. So that's like you know what they're pushing forward. I don't know if that's helping them push forward with what they're feeling. Sure. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't thinking. been there. I don't know much about that. Yeah, right. But I. Just based off of that, I'd yeah, yeah. Hard again, know. more more research probably needs to be done yeah. on our part. Um, but yeah, that's something that I've been thinking about quite a bit as well. Um, so Megan, I mean, and not to not to say any names or anything, but there's a an individual in our own community that uh, that we dealt with the other night, um, struggling, and he's been through a lot of shit. And when I say he's been through a lot of shit, he has served this country. So many times. I mean, I was reading his bio and he, he's been deployed like eight times as a, a special forces um, military personnel. And um, he's struggling and he was struggling the other night. We got him to the hospital and it, it was the first time that after we sent somebody that I reached out to him on Facebook and said, hey, um, you probably don't remember me because of the state you're in. But this is my name. I'd love to sit down and chat. And that's going to be a conversation I'm going to have with him in the near future. He, he actually just got back with me uh, yesterday, the day before. Um, so maybe I can try to help somebody. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you after <laughs> I'll show you, he's got a book and I, I think I'm, uh, gonna, yeah. I think I'm going to uh, send a, I think I'm even going to send a, a department email out and see if several people want to buy this book. So, and it, it, I think the book has a lot to do with mental health. So, mm-hmm. you know, understanding him on a different level would be kind of cool. <laughs> so it's the least that I can do for not serving. Um, it is what it is. I chose to go to college and, and I wasn't quote unquote man enough to, to put, put myself out there on the line. So I have nothing but respect for the men and women that, that did make that choice. So if I can give back to them and that's for sure. We got somebody we'll be talking to in the future too. Yeah. Vets and who knows what he's been through. Tyson, he's been Tyson's been through some shit. Tyson's you know, been through some and I don't know. Shit. I don't know how much of that he's going to disclose. And I, you know, we definitely yeah, didn't have I don't, to. But I don't know. He'll disclose a ton. But I know he's disclosed some to me, if, and it's it's yeah, pretty intense, man. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I mean, fuck. It's anytime we get, we've never been in a firefight, mm-hmm. you know, and and no. so I can only I, I can only imagine. I can't even imagine what the what that feeling's like. So yeah, and I think he, you know, I. I don't know. I'm sure he probably uh, admit it, but you know, I think he still has probably some issues. Well, I know he has some issues to this day, uh, uh, based off what he went saw, what he had to do, uh, and I think probably more than those two things are issues that he deals with, based off of his his buddies, his uh, you know his his other military brothers, I guess if you will, uh, that have either taken their lives or part of that twenty two a day. Yeah. You know, yeah. that statistic. Exactly. I mean, 
seeing that. As a matter of fact, he and I were just having a conversation about that. Uh, I don't know. I think it was earlier this week or into last week, and he was talking about a, a friend uh, that he has. I believe is this, this guy's out west somewhere, and and he has a podcast, something or other. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's it's essentially along the lines of what we're doing. Just doesn't have hunting incorporated. Okay, cool. uh, but it's uh, you know they had a mutual friend they went uh, and that did combat tours with, and and that mutual friend uh, took his life. You know, so it's kind of an outlet for man. them. So I hate it. So it, you know, and and yeah, maybe we need to reach out to him and see what that podcast is about. I'd yeah. love to love to listen to that. So. You know, to wrap that up, I mean, we just want to make a difference. And then obviously law enforcement, we, we understand our first responder period. We understand a lot of stuff that you're going through. Um, you know, I don't want to get too graphic here, but we've seen shit. I've seen shit that normal people shouldn't have to see uh, or anybody, not normal, um, just anybody. I mean, I've seen, uh, like I said, I won't get too detailed, but, uh, you know, a, a newborn baby wrapped up in its, uh, its bed and a space heater put on the bed you know, to keep it warm, you can only imagine what happened there. I mean, shit like that. Um, and, and seeing death, I mean, death is something that is normal for us. So, and we'll get into this a little bit more again in, in the podcast coming up about the part of who we are even more because a, a tragic death has to do with that. Um, but it, it, it's very normal to see death, but it, it, it changes things whenever you know the person. So, um, Man, I, I can't tell you how many, how many people that have died that I've seen this year. I mean, yeah. it's been a handful. It's just something that we normally see. And and as even-headed as we can be and that I've always been, you know, sometimes that stuff's tough to deal with. So um, that's what we're all about, man, helping people because we know, we know even, even um, you know, medical personnel and firefighters, like, you guys have to see that shit too. Um, you're usually right there along with us or sometimes there before us. Um, on, on traffic crashes and stuff like that. So, you know, you're not immune to it either. Um, and you, and you have to see that. So there's a lot of the same struggles. So we're here for you, man. Um, and women, I didn't mean to say that, but, um, <laughs> you know, just extending a hand. I know we're all three more than willing to help out in any way we can. So if that, if that has to do with it through bow hunting, man, fuck yeah, that's an extra, extra added bonus. If we can, if we can change life and, and get somebody else into bow hunting and then grow, grow this sport in this community, then I think we hit, you know, we, we went about three different ways there. For sure. Of course. Yeah. It's about work. About time to go. Boom. See, for you, the man's got to go patrol the streets. Got to go. Poland. Yeah, right? Yeah, Poland. right. T-Po. Got to get some uh, bonded time with my little man. Yeah, yeah. You got a boy. For sure. Little dude. So, he's going to jump off here. That's our trophy hunter that hasn't killed anything in 10 years. And <laughs> hey, I was going to say earlier, when you were talking about that, that it, I think, I mean, what was... Prior to ten years ago, I mean, what 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 was your? I know I don't know if you had an official what was your score, trophy, but what, what, what was your what trophy was your bug? It, it ain't nothing to brag about. I know, but I'm just going to make another point. It so. uh, public lands all I've ever hunted. Keep that in mind. I rough scored it about one twenty six, one twenty six and a half, and that's me. It's a good fucking hand. deer. I mean, that's, that's a good deer. Uh, that's yeah, one hundred twenty seven inches bigger than anything I've shot. I know. There's well, a lot of guys I mean, that I had a that. 20 years they ago. They go their whole time hunting public ground. They oh, man. They don't, don't even see like that. Oh, for sure. But, you know, I come you, up. And to, yeah. to, as, as uh, 
proof of that. You've gone 10 years without <laughs> I've gone 10. Granted, there was a three-year absence. Yeah, yeah, well, but I'll say that seven sh- years. That shows how tough it is it to is. get a nice buck on public ground. Yeah. Well, and, well and, and I will also say that that's probably because you didn't necessarily, quote-unquote, know how to really, yeah. really hunt. Right, you didn't. You I, weren't I, necessarily woodsman. Spots my dad took me to. We always had the same trees for right. years and years. We didn't do much scouting, or I didn't. And now you're getting I'm mobile. Not, yeah, right? you but got I a mobile know, setup. You, were, you know, I don't really know your hunting background, but uh, you know, I don't know if you were like me or not. But you know, when I first started, wrap it up. He's got to fucking go. Yeah, when I first started, <laughs> what I'm gonna say is that. You know, I was around guys that had been doing it for a while. And I think you, your dad, you kind of did that with your dad. Is that oh, right? Oh, yeah. He's been hunting for a hell out of Yeah. So, now, with that being years. said, when you're hunting with guys that have been at it for a while, they're they're pretty particular on what they take a lot of times. Oh, yeah. And so, that's, that's all you've ever known. That's, yeah. yeah. So, what I was getting at was, you know, I kind of give you props for not just shooting, you know, if it's brown, it's down type of thing. Yeah. I've, and, I've uh, never been you know, that trying, way. To, trying to let those deer grow. Fuck and that's, that. how you, that's how you get those. That's how you get those trophies. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm too late. I'm flinging arrows, baby. Know you are. Oh, man. I don't know. That's just, there's two aspects. You're brown down or you're the trophy guy. Yeah. Granted, I don't think I'm, that, I'm not shooting a little buck, uh, so they're getting to grow a little bit, but. Your public ground, you don't know if the the fourteen year old that's yeah, walking in the woods, yep. mile down, is, or the, or is shooting know, that one, or thousand other people, that or are, this kid guy sitting across from us is just flinging arrows. Oh yeah, baby. you know, wounding them. One, right? But I, I've seen other bucks that were bigger, and I told one story a thousand times which is why i shoot 62 pounds now but i've seen several <laughs> he didn't hit it now jim he went down on the no that has nothing to do with it but i've seen some nice ones i've 160s 170 class type deer if not bigger but things didn't work out during those hunts I saw one of those last year running away I saw one. We'll get to that story later. Dead in front of me oh shit <laughs> <laughs> so for those listening clint hunts uh shelby county and i swear they feed the deer there fucking the <laughs> artard shit we he fucking he hammers this monster and congrats whatever um what rough score 172 174 74 gross the, the guy that scored it didn't know what the hell he was doing but um <laughs> so i mean he's only focused he, he, he magnified okay, i don't know okay. congrats you got a, you got a killer but you know, I go help him, and I climb in the tree afterwards, and and hang my oh god, I know, hang, I know, where hang where my stand, going. hang my stand above his, and we get there, and he's like, "Man, deer are still moving. Let's let's sit here. Let's let's see if we can't get you something." And uh, so we sit there, and and Clint gets um, impatient, so he hits a rattle bag, and this year old buck, fucking like a four, probably. Four point, six point, little tiny basket rack um, comes running and pretty much <laughs> goes to the tree. Oh yeah, and then he walks away. Rode that bitch. He, yeah, he he walks away. So Clint gets impatient again. A couple minutes later, hits the rattle bag. The fucking same deer comes running straight back, stops in front, uh, probably five steps from the tree, and looks straight up at us. Literally up at us. I wave at the son of a bitch. And he just stays there. And then he moseys off. So Clint hits the damn rattle bag 20 minutes later, and the fucker comes right back. He was begging for it. I'm like, these deer are fucking steep. I know he's a young buck, but that's, that big buck's doing the same thing. I know he did. Nah. 
Clint started saying, "Hey, I, I got the story about the big buck. I got, I got some food over here. If you want to <laughs> come slide through, yeah. they stop right. There. I'm gonna tie this one to the tree real quick. He had that other one trained for years to come yeah, back. Oh yeah, he's hand feeding it all summer long. <laughs> through some Keep talking shit, boy. I, the thing had a damn lasso around his neck yeah. by the time I got there. <laughs> I gotta go. Gotta go. All right, have all fun. Go protect the streets. Yep. He's signing out. Yeah. Peace out, brother. See you Um, You know, so I know we touched on how you got started. I didn't realize you didn't start whenever you were super young. I was yeah. like, I just always have thought that. I don't know why. We never really sat down and talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, no. So you started in early 20s, um, but you hung around a lot of killers, right? Yeah, that was kind of my thing. Like I was saying to, to quote one here a minute ago, um, you know, when I first got started, I mean, the, the guys that I hunted with weren't, uh, they essentially started the same time I did. However, the people that kind of gave us, kind of told us what to do, how to do it, you know what I mean, when to do it, um, and that gave us all our pointers were those that were had been hunting for quite some time. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those deals where, you know, and then, well, so it's one of those deals where they basically they already had it, you know, in them that they want to kind of what Paul was saying, one up, you know, sure. you one up your a deer from one year to the next. Which I think is pretty common. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for sure. Um, however, fast forward a little bit and, and we can even go back here in a minute, but I guess this kind of goes to the, you know, uh, trying to go for big mature bucks. Um, when I, when I met my now wife, you know, um, shout out to Lane. Yeah. They're uh the um Lane's got two kids uh with a with a guy that she was with for uh for a long time. They were never married. However, uh, he's a big bow hunter and and he and I are, are actually have become really good friends. Um it, I know a lot of people say that's weird about that, but uh dude and, and you know in all honesty, works, man. Yeah, in all honesty, it's it's the absolute best thing you could possibly have for, sure. for for the kids, you know, and that's the main thing. But what I'm getting at is uh he he's been hunting. He's one of those guys that's been hunting since he was real young, and uh, and and he he's the one that I was going hunting with on a regular basis prior to getting my own spots. Um, and so he was that way. He and was he a guy that lived would, in the woods. Yeah, and this yeah. this dude, I mean, I'm telling you, he he does everything. It's, I mean, he puts in all the work all year round, and he he goes. You know, he lets those deer walk that he feels need to walk. You know, and and he, and he goes after the, the big deer. So and I mean, so he's got a lot to show for. It, yeah, so. and so starting out, you probably had a uh, probably a little bit of a a balancing act where you're like, man, I, I, yeah. I want to kill something, for but at sure. the same time, like I I hang out with this dude and and he's so um, picky or whatever. I mean, responsible, I guess maybe you could say. Yeah. Um, because he wants to grow these deer, so maybe you got a little bit of both. So what? Well, Let's talk about your first, like your first yeah. kill or whatever. Yes. Was it was it a buck? Yeah. Uh, so okay. So like I said, I started hunting. It was it was like oh six oh seven somewhere in that time frame. Anyhow, um, I actually was hunting some land with uh, the guy we spoke about earlier. My cousin named Tyson Sledge. Um, it was his parents' land. They own about two hundred fifty acres uh, in Coles County. Which is a lot around here. Fuck yeah. Um, he and I got into it at the exact same time. Um, so basically didn't know shit. You know what I mean? Um, like me and, now. And, and basically went out, threw some stands up, threw some cameras out, um, and then just kind of won it from there. Um, we, I think we all 
we all took, you know, our first deer, you know, mine in particular was a, it was definitely a doe. Sure. Um, you know, taking probably a number of does prior to me taking my first buck. Uh, I will say that my first buck, uh, was a very small buck. He was, I think, genetically challenged, man. He, his rack was just a uh, very teeny tiny and, uh, and he had come by the stand that I was in. Uh, it was, I want to say, it was two, European mount. Those were the cool ones, man. Yeah, I didn't European. We just skull capped him. Okay. Uh, but uh, he ended up coming by twice. Uh, first time I let him walk because he had a, he was with another pretty nice deer, pretty nice bug. I unfortunately never had a chance at that good one. Um, and so the good one never came back. This little dude did come back, and and he got the business. So. Cool, cool. So, um. We'll save all the boring shit. So we'll, yep. we'll fast forward to, to the one you took last year. So like we, we've already talked about it. It was a freaking monster. 174 yeah. rough score. Um, even if you're a little bit off either way, that's still a big That is a monster. Sure. I mean, you may never get that again. I, I hope know. I do. That, that's a Bigger struggle right. you got to go through now, you know? So, yeah. but talk about that. I mean, do you have, do you have history with this deer at all? Yeah. So I did. Um, so the, the ground where I took this deer, um, happens to be in my wife's family. Her grandmother owns um, a couple, a few different pieces of property. Uh, I have been hunting one piece of property in particular of hers. It's just a very small 12 acre spread. Uh, it does have a lot of other ground that butts up to it. So uh, it's essentially a corridor for deer to pass through. Um, hunted that for a number of years. I did take a nice deer off of it. Uh, I don't know the score on him. My guess is probably mid 140s. Okay. Um, which is still, which is still a good deer with awesome a bow. Deer. I mean, just a good deer in general. He was a neat deer, regardless. But um, oh, I'm I'm at the stage where I'm shooting 140 all day long. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's just a neat deer. Um, but so, anyways, I'd hunted this particular piece of ground for a number of years. I'm talking probably, it would have been, I think, six to seven years. Um. I just so happened to be going out to a different piece of property that she owns. She has a great big pole barn out there. I had, I had some stuff out in this pole barn. This happened to be during uh, the month of November. And so I'm going out there to get something out of the pole barn. And I don't remember what it was, but as I'm driving down the lane, I, I see a nice buck and I, I couldn't tell you how big it was. I just knew it was a nice deer uh, pushing a doe. He was chasing into this nasty thicket, man. So that kind of started getting me thinking. Um, the, after season went out that, that year, um, I, I went into that area, started looking around, just doing some scouting. Uh, and, and I, I saw some signs, you know, that I liked, uh, right. rubs, scrapes, uh, just the whole, the whole works. It was just a thick, nasty area. So first thing that came to my mind was, you know, this is cover yeah, all day for sure. for him. So just randomly, I went through up a couple stands and, uh, in some spots that I felt were going to be decent, um, did some prep work to the ground. Won't bore you with all those details, but, uh, did, did quite a bit of prep work and, um, set cameras, all that good stuff, uh, during the course of the summer, this would have been summer of 19, 2019. Um, so then I want to say it was in September, it'd be about a year ago now, um, I started getting pictures of numerous bucks, one in particular that really stood out to me, and that was the one that I ended up killing. Um, I had him on camera, I think, a couple different times in the month of September. Um, fast forward to, you know, the opening in October, and I want to say it was, oh, roughly mid-October, um, that I actually was in my stand and had... 
it was, it was, an, it was an evening hunt. I had him, um, that deer had come into, I want to say it was like 30, 30 some yard, 33, something like that. 32. I don't really remember at this point. However, he was sitting, he was behind a set of branches that were hanging down, right. basically his, his licking branches, which he had come. I had a camera right on this branch too, or actually he was on the, on the tree that was looking at the branch, but, um, he'd come to there. And I mean, I was, I had my range on him. You know, I was, I was good to go. I was ready. He just had to give me, present the shot to me. Right. Um, well, that path that I bush all through that thick stuff that comes right by my stand about, you know, 15 yards in front of it, he decided he didn't want to take, which, uh, you know, that's just the luck we have sometimes. It's part of it, yeah. yeah. So he goes and he cuts into the thick stuff. Um, he's probably still only 20 yards uh, from, from me, from my stand. And he ends up bedding down. Um, Jeez. Yeah, a, a doe comes in there with him. It's just been some minutes later. Doe comes in there, hangs out with him, beds down with him for a little bit. And they stay in the area. I figured my best guess was somewhere in the neighborhood about 45 minutes. Cool. So as you can imagine. That'll I mean, wear you out. Dude, your adrenaline's pumping. Yeah. I'm standing up at this point because I'm, you know, I, I'm more comfortable taking a stand-up shot. I mean, right. I, I will sit down. I got no issue with it, but I just, you know, that's my thing. So but, you're uh, standing holding your bow at the ready. I'm standing holding my bow at the ready. I'm not <laughs> a draw, but uh, right, but, but yeah. still, I mean, it's just you're you're shaking. You know, that adrenaline, that adrenaline dump has you shaking like crazy. Um, Legs get tired, arms are tired. Yeah. So next thing I know, you know, this this buck, I can hear him making noise. He's getting back up, and he happens to go the opposite direction uh, away from me and, and towards the, towards our pond. Um, so do you think that if you um, were, had less self-control that you could have flung an arrow and possibly hit him while he was in his bed? Yeah, I do. Uh, oh, See, in, his bed, in his bed? In his no. bed, no. In his okay. bed, no. But now, earlier whenever he was other branches. Yeah, when he was behind those branches, I probably could have pulled something off, but I just, like I said, man. You I, don't take a risk I, on, I, on any deer, like, but especially one that big. That's just it. Right. Yeah, I wasn't willing to do it, and and I actually I've never have done that. I never. I've always been one that's right. you know I try and to be you, the most most ethical. You're right, and you, were, I can. and you were probably pretty pretty damn confident that that's his core area, so he's going to be back. Yeah, with him with him being there on camera numerous different times. Uh, but that's still tough, man. It, it was it was very tough. The yeah. only thing I had going for me was the fact that I assume it's tough. I've never had to do that for me. <laughs> The fact that I had all that public ground around me. Right. However, where that piece of public is, that's hard access, man. The sure. only way you're getting to it's either by boat or permission from the landowner, which right. happens to be my wife's grandmother. Right. right. <laughs> so because we wouldn't walk that, and that yeah, yeah, that's hard to get yeah, into. Yeah, there's really, I mean, there's like there is a couple other access points. It's just uh, but to get to that, yeah, to get to that general particular area. general area. Yeah. So, so okay, so he, he after that day, after uh, mid October, he basically goes and. Now, real I, quick, sorry, is anybody else hunting on that ground that you know of, like with you? So I, I had one of my buddies hunt last year a couple of times, a guy working in the task force with me, uh, Tyler Baker. Okay. Uh, he, he wasn't out there for that particular hunt, but right. yeah, he, he did join me on some hunts out there. So, but just a handful. So it wasn't like you had to worry about somebody going out there almost on a daily basis <laughs> also hunting that deer. No, and it, it, you know, it's one of those things, too, where I had a number of bucks out there, dude, sure. and, and, and there were there were a number of shooter bucks out there as well. And this, but the, the one that I ended up taking was the one that I, I basically, I did everything I could to get him. You know what I sure. mean? Uh, you know, mock scrapes, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, just, I, I tried to hunt, I hunted that deer hard. I mean, I really did. Right. After that first encounter with him, after seeing him even on, on, on Got video the track, or on, yeah. on the trail cam in, in September, you know, it's like, that's the deer I want to take personally. Right. Um, so it was one of those deals where I didn't really have to worry about anybody else taking them. Sure. Um, you know, there was only one guy hunting with me right. and he knew, he knew that 
I was gung ho about this sure. year. So I, honestly, I, would I have been upset if he'd taken him? No. You probably would have been pissed if he passed on him a little bit, but you probably would have also been yeah. like, all right, you're we're exactly still in the right. game, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but anyways, so and he's a good enough dude that he, that he would he, yeah. he'd bend over, you know, he would bend over right in front of you. Um, <laughs> he he would have no problem passing on that buck. And, yeah, and Tyler. Yeah, so. and that's and I think that's how a lot of us are. You know sure. I mean, if you got if you got a deer that you have history with that you've been hunting hard, you know, it's like one. It, it's it's tough. It's yeah. a tough position to be in because if you're out there with a buddy, a good friend that's mm-hmm. helped you, especially do work to your hunting area, right? Which he has. Um, you know, it's hard to tell them, hey. Don't shoot that deer sure. if it comes in front of you because what if he don't come around ever again? And, and then someone else he gets, gets into we don't even or, know. Or he gets hit by a truck. Yeah, or, you know, just so. die of natural causes. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's just tough. But, yeah. So, anyways, kind of back to where we were left off there. Um, after that after that in-person encounter with him in mid-October, uh, he, he leaves. I don't see him anymore. That I, sucks. I, yeah, dude, I did, <laughs> I did a number of hunts out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Did a number of hunts. Um, never had him on camera, never saw him in person. <clears throat> and then obviously once a month in November rolls around, you know, probably most of our favorite times of the season anyways. That right. but, um, I'm, I'm out there on the 14th of November and it is a, I'm out there, you know, obviously morning, uh, four sun up, getting the stand. And that day was just awesome, man. It was crazy, and and you know a little it's bit because you were out there yeah. part of the time. But uh, the weather was great. We had a little we had a little snow on the ground. Yeah, um, it was cold enough, was, but there wasn't windy. Yep, exactly. So basically, that morning, I want to say it was a little before eight thirty. I'm sitting on my stand. And I got a clear view out to the edge of the uh, the crop field. It was right. a cornfield last year, and I happened to see a group of I think it ended up being about seven deer total, mm-hmm. and they were just hauling ass, man on the edge of the field so i'm thinking oh you know this is great you know good start for the morning got deer activity in the area um you know pretty excited so i'm sitting there and i would say it was only probably it couldn't have been more than five minutes later um i hear some grunting and i'm like here we go so all of a sudden i see all these doe does bust in to the bedding area and come right past the stand where i'm where i'm sitting at and out of those does four went hauling ass past my stand, continued on. <clears throat> I don't know where they were going to. Um, I had one doe stop short of my stand and, uh, in following or in there with that last doe that stopped short were two bucks. One was, a, I think it was a little seven pointer and the other happened to be my, my buck that I shot. Uh, he stopped, I think it was 30. I don't remember what it was, man. 30 some odd yards away. Right. And, uh, Gave me a pretty much a broadside shot and put a decent shot on him. She nailed uh, it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was a good shot at first, but uh, it's one of those deals where you know this is the biggest deer I've had an encounter with since I've right. been hunting, and I've seen I've seen some nice deer. It's just the first one that I've actually had a legit shot. Well, at, you and know. and the history leading up that also adds to it. It's exactly. not a random. You, yeah, you want to just out of nowhere deer. You've gotten pictures. You've gotten you know you actually had a live in, live encounter with them. Yeah, so you, that all goes into the story. Yeah, you kind of want to write that final chapter, and right. that's that's harvesting the deer, you know. But um, so yeah, you know, I, I I put a shot on them that when I when I saw it impact the deer, you know, I thought, oh shit, this this may not be good. Come to find out, it was you know which location was good, but you were worried because you didn't get a lot of penetration. That's just it, exactly. And and me knowing, you know, we have we have completely changed our arrow setups. Where you know, (laughs) just recently, we've learned 
how important it is mm-hmm. to, you know, have a heavier arrow. And so we both have a super heavy arrow, a pretty heavy arrow and, and a lot of FOC with a cut on contact, super sharp blade. Um, and everything's telling us that this should be penetrating all the way through. Yeah, exactly. And that didn't happen. No, exactly. And, and I think you, and I don't know if yours is before mine or after mine, but didn't you, yeah, you shot a deer. And it, and it, that doe, it was well doe. after. That was that after? I think that was okay. towards the end. Okay, I couldn't remember. But um, but yeah, so nonetheless, I didn't have. Well, I, I, so I, I wounded a, a buck um, earlier. I'm pretty sure earlier in the season. And my arrow went through a, a thin bush and then went through the deer, which I shot him a little far back. Um, in the stomach, which is why it was wounded and not recovered, but it, it went through him like hot butter and stuck in, it went another 10, 15, 20 yards into a Creek and stuck in the mud so deep that the, the water was, it was completely submerged, but it wasn't taking it. So there's, I mean, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of, a lot of penetration there for sure, man. And, and you know, that's what we were, that's kind of what I thought. I thought even if we hit bone, you know, shoulder or whatever, I, I thought we're still going through, which at least six to eight inches. Yeah. yeah. And I probably did get. I had to have gotten eight, don't you think? It was, it was, it, I think it was more than you thought. Yeah. Probably from the arrow because you're probably in oh shit mode. Yeah. So basically, he, he, I hit him. I hit him pretty much square in the shoulder for the most part. It ends up being a heart shot and, and he comes roughly 12 yards closer to my stand um, and, and, and piles up right there in the ground. And literally, that was right in front of one of my, one of my trail cams yeah. as well. So that's pretty sweet. It was awesome. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so he piles up right there and then I call. Call you, call call my buddy Dan, um, and you know you guys came out and saw saw what it was, and he's he's back now, and uh, yeah, and we'll uh, and we'll get a picture of that on good, on our Instagram once we get it up and going. Um, just just a freaking really a once of a lifetime deer, and that's why I say unfortunately you may never get another option or no another um, opportunity at a deer like that. I hope, I hope to God you do, but you know, you never know. Oh, 174, man. those, then not a lot of those are around. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was really cool to see that deer and actually get my hands on a mature deer. It's really the first time I think I've really put my hands on, on uh, a deer with that big angler. So yeah, it's pretty cool it's pretty neat. and cool. It's cool for you to kind of have a, a little bit of history in, sure. in, in the story. So, yeah, and that's kind of the one thing, though, you know, I'm hoping for in this, these seasons to come, you know, is the additional prep work that we're we're all doing. Um, I guess for my little piece of land in particular, uh, you know, I'm hoping I can attract those other big mature bucks sure. that are out there. And, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I think I think with all the work we've all put in, we have a decent chance. But like you said, you just don't really ever know. You never know. So, um yeah, and, and I'm done the work. That's for yeah, sure, man. And that you're, you know, you're 17 times right. this year. I mean, it's <laughs> you know, and after a deer like that, you know, you're kind of the point where you can be a little more picky. I'm sure, sure if you if you get a freaking mature buck that's not quite that big, oh yeah, it, but it still gives you that feeling. You're still gonna punch that trigger. I get it, dude. For me, it's it's not even this. I mean, don't get me wrong. The the bigger the the buck, that's that's awesome. But I mean. If you're happy, if oh, the person man. is happy with that deer, you know, that's all that really matters. Yeah, if it's got character, right. if you got if you got history, like you said, those are the things that matter. If I think it, probably if it gives you that feeling when either. it's walking in, man, for sure. Smoke it and don't don't even think twice. For so sure. and and I'm kinda on the opposite end of the spectrum where I I'm still freaking learning. I mean, it, I shot a little basket rack when I was I mean, that was in two thousand nine. I I was a young little shit then, seventeen, eighteen years old. And uh I mean that I still remember that day. It was the coolest freaking moment of my life. I, I was freaking out, but it was just a little guy. Um, but I, I'm, I'm still at the point where 
you know, it's going to be a lot about that feeling when the, the deer is mm-hmm. walking in, but it's going to be a lot different <laughs> for me. It's not, I'm not going to be nearly as picky. And, you know, even if I know this is really weird to say probably from listening to any hunting podcast, but I can honestly say that I'm still at the point where even after this season's over, if I don't punch a buck tag, I'll still be, I mean, I won't be super depressed about it because it, my goal every time I walk in is just to learn more about, Absolutely. you know, reading the woods and, and, and figuring out how to actually hunt. I know that I don't, I know I got a long way to go and that this is not going to get done in a year or two. Um, it's going to take me a long time. I mean, you can learn so much from, from listening to podcasts and, and that's changed my entire life really. Um, and definitely my, my hunting career has changed. I mean, uh, freaking shit done just by listening to podcasts but there's also the aspect of just getting out and actually doing it you can listen to podcasts all day long and hear about doing it but until you get out there and do it which is this the part that i that gets me more excited than almost in seeing the deer is, is learn it so sure. as long as i as long as i learn something every time i step my foot in the timber man i'm happy so yeah yeah i know we touched on it at the beginning and i so i want to end with it um you know if you Again, our sorry, somebody's just listening to this podcast. <laughs> if you somehow stumble across this podcast and you're listening to us, um, if you're, I don't give a shit if you're a first responder. I don't care if you are a vet. I don't care if you're average Joe on the block. If you're having a rough time mentally and it, it, right, I mean, you, you know, you always have the suicide hotlines and stuff like that, and that's cool. Those are really good things to have. But if you need another another number to call or another person to reach out to, we all have social medias. Uh, we'll be starting. I've started a, an Instagram for this podcast specifically. We haven't really, I haven't put anything on it yet. Um, haven't even started adding people, but that will be coming in the near future. Now that we actually have the, we're kind of all just in limbo waiting for this podcast stuff to come in and, and learn how to do it. So once that gets going, man, we'll have an email reach out to us. Um, you're not bothering us. We, we got Tyler Poland's working nights. That's why he left. Um, so he, he's on, he's usually awake at all times during the night. Um, he'll be doing that for seven weeks. I'm daytime for seven weeks. Then we flop. So somebody's always going to be on night shift, at least for the near future. Yeah. And I'm um, on days. I mean, on days, all but, the time, but, but you're Monday open. through Friday. But my thing is too, man, not I'm used to being woke up. It's right. like, cause we're essentially on call yeah. 24 seven really. Same here, I mean, the yeah. So, so I'm used to being woke up. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I don't care. You know, email, especially help somebody. Yeah. Send a DM and the Instagram or whatever. Um, you know, and, and hopefully somebody will be able to get to you right away. Um, if not, we will, we will get to it. Um, Absolutely. you know, hopefully, hopefully we can make a difference and that's, I think that's the number one goal, you know, getting into the quote unquote industry is pretty cool. You know, getting a, a brand out there, it's a cool idea, but at the end of the day, man, if, if we, we change some lives, man, that's what it's all about. And that's, that's the main reason we want to start this. Um, Cause it's brought us together. I know a lot closer and helped us out mentally. So we know that it's, it can be done. Um, and, and like I said, it's not something that's really known anywhere right? i mean there's a couple places that i think do it but you know nothing like we're doing it you don't have to pay shit you don't have to you know if you want to come hunting with us i got a stand um you know i got sticks i got a way to get in the woods if you can't climb a damn tree i will sit on a damn log in the woods just come with me have a good time if it ain't for you it ain't for you but if it is then then we can get you with the right people to get you set up 
um, with the equipment. And we know a lot of, hopefully we'll make a lot of really good connections with companies that, that can also help out with that. Um, and we'll get you going, man. So mental health, we're, we're big on it. We, I know everybody has their story. Everybody struggles with mental health in some aspect. So if we can make that difference and then we're going to, so for sure. I don't know how many episodes this is going to be, but regardless, it's one of many, hopefully. So blue tail bow hunting out. Later.